Craft Beer Radio, episode 472, on August 4th, 2018. And we're rocking out here at Craft Beer Radio, here at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I am Greg. I am Jeff. And we have beers to drink, and we will tell you about them. What do we got? We, we didn't drink the pre-show beer. Well, we, we, we did, because we didn't, we didn't expect that the other one would be good. So Yeah, okay. Um, I guess we drink with one of these two light beers, right? I guess we started with And a summer wheat ale. Let's go with the summer ale. Okay couple of these beers all these beers that came from new york came from a listener listener Iman. came back from vacation thank you Iman. box of beer on my counter because my mom brought it in from the hot sunny day so very nice yeah this is summer catch wit beer from cape may brewing 5.5 percent alcohol by volume 30 ibu lately dry hop with citra and amarillo to give Witch an american twist citra and Amarillo. Uh, yeah, so the, it's a wit beer, Belgian style. Pours pretty clear, a lot clearer than you'd expect even a wit beer to be. Is there any uh, gook? Doesn't look like it. Yeah, be. and you know, wit beer is kind of on the fence whether you uh, stir in the yeast or not. I prefer it. Me, me personally. But yeah, it, it, you can have it either way. Yeah, so this beer is also darker than you'd expect for a wit beer. It's a golden color, just a moderate cloudiness to it, uh, medium head. It's a very nice uh, American hop kind of aroma to it. I'm not getting many much in the way of Belgian esteries, like at least right off the bat. Yeah, big wheat aroma too. It's kind of that spicy tart type aroma that goes with the hops as well. The aroma, the hops Ooh. are kind of more, more earthy or um, f- like viney than than you'd expect citrusy, you know, from a citra dry hop. That's that's pretty good. I I like what it's doing here. It has this kind of lollipop like sweetness to it uh, from from the hops, and mm. it then it brings a, the wheat kind of wit beer sweetness at the end. It's a little bitter. Yeah, my my back. first sip was pretty bitter, um, kind of like a grapefruit pith type flavor, minerally dryness, very like chalky on the tongue, and kind of lagery too. It kind of feels almost like a dry hopped Meritzen or something like that. It's kind of where mm. my tongue's putting it. Yeah, I would say that it feels like there's a sweeter backbone, like like a Meritzen esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, backbone to it and it does have lagery tendencies and wit beers can you know can yeah, be lagered. This does not seem like a wit beer though i mean that's the thing that i'm missing like everything on the label the dry hop the citra the amarillo i'm missing the wit beer part of it where you know for me it's landing kind of meritsonish it's i think that's true um i think that it it does not remind me much of a wit beer but i do like what it's doing um i think it's very drinkable mm-hmm. uh and it it gives the hops a bit of a 
platform, similar, I think, in some ways to what a New England IPA does, where it there's a there's sort of more surface for the hops to lay on, uh, which allows them to spread out a bit. I don't know if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. uh, but that's just the way it, it's feeling to me. It, it it becomes a very drinkable thing, but it's not really a typical wit beer. Yeah. I mean, as I'm drinking it, the hops seem to be coming in. I'm getting a little bit of like bitter orange. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not just pith now. I'm getting a little bit of the fruit flesh, but it's kind of a bitter orange. It It's almost like that and... Something not quite sourdough, but some kind of rustic bread. Yeah. Like, yes, I would agree with that. Some crusty, very crusty, like dark. Like a baguette or maybe like a German bread or something. I'm thinking of a darker roll. You know, it's a, it's a, it's more brown on the Mm -hmm. outside. It's got Mm -hmm. a thick crust. uh, Yeah. It's not, it's not like a pumpernickel inside. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite pumpernickel, but not, not quite baguette. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something a little more, a little more rustic. It's it's interesting. It's a good drinker. It, it doesn't, you know, nothing... Oh, wait, to... this is not the Summer Catch. I've been talking about the wrong <laughs> beer. This is the Montauk Summer Ale. I was going to say, it... <laughs> what was that I... explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Well, uh, so throw out all that we said before. Um, the flavor descriptors you can take, but mm-hmm. uh, summer ale, not a whip beer, not a whip beer, because yeah, we we're saying we didn't find any Belgian stuff coming out, yeah, of it. yeah, but it felt like there was a platform there that was interesting, but I guess that was just stuff we made up, uh, <laughs> and we were forcing Citra and Amarillo into it. Yes, <laughs> it did. Yeah, it did not have a very Citra thing, but just it did. that's that's why I think that's what I came with. Like, there's Citra and Amarillo here. They're really spreading out. Yeah. If yeah. there's. I, mean, I was getting that pithy grapefruit yeah. thing and almost bitter orange, but yeah. So I don't I actually don't have hops with here. Uh, light caramel malt and wheat. Uh, 5.6% alcohol volume. <laughs> Montauk Summer Ale. <laughs> uh, we are good. <laughs> Okay, the summer ale makes sense. I like it. I dig it. I think it's really drinkable. It tastes so much different now. Now that we're trying out trying to make it a whip beer, it tastes so different. It, yeah, I mean, it tastes exactly what it did before. It was just yeah. like, yeah, you were thinking, man, how did they get make a whip beer into this? Yeah, I mean, it, it's I, I, you know, if they're just putting caramel malt in this, I like how it has kind of more of that Meritzen Vienna malt type flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, gives it a little more backbone, a little more depth of flavor. I mean, I drink this easy. This is a good. I mean, you know, you see somewhere else. It's not something mm-hmm. you, they're like, yeah, let me jump at that. But this is this is really good. Yeah, it's good. I want something a little hoppier, but well, you want hoppy? <laughs> I want hoppy. Why don't we do that one, Henry Heater? So email sent us this beer as well. Um, McKellar, New York City edition of McKellar. This stuff's brewed at City Field. City Field it seems Flushing. to me. So this is, uh, I guess, is it, there must be a brewery in City Field, sort of like, or or 
I don't know. But like, you know how... Uh, Sandlot. Sandlot, right. The Sandlot in Denver. Um, so this is just... So it's a Mets beer or... I don't know. I don't have the story. But it, this is a double IPA, 8%, brewed with wheats, oats, Maltituro barley, and hot with citra, Simcoe, and mosaic. Is that it? Comes in a pounder can. It is a... Uh, it's a haze boy. It's, it is a... <laughs> it is a New England IPA, by my definitions. Yep, um, thick. Pours with a ooh, light head. That, uh... That is hoppy. That has it some is. nice hop Do on. we have a date on this bad boy? We do. June 22nd. It's a little over a month. A little old. over a month. Got a, got a kind of dankness going on with that Simcoe. Yes, I think that's the main thing you smell on the nose is kind of that, that Simcoe. Like a dankness. There's a little bit of tropical, fleshy, you know, passion fruit, mango, something in there as well. So I think the mosaic's mosaic. playing a bit as well. And citra too. So citra can come through a little pineapple-y. Okay. Yeah, as soon as you say pineapple I'm smelling like a big <laughs> dose of pineapple juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. That's the spot, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That works. This is Henry Heater from McKellar. This is the double IPA version. Really juicy, really um, nice full mouthfeel. It's... Yeah, it has that big juicy pineapple juice Mm -hmm. type flavor to it. You're getting mostly that... um... A little bit of sweetness from the malt, just a bit. Um, and the the flavor is very tropical fruit punch type thing, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. uh, fruit cup, even tropical fruit cup. Now, this is a, a hazy, a New England, more like heady, right? More like the hazes from the hop polyphenols than from... No, this is wheat oats. Oh, it does have wheat mm-hmm. oats? Okay. It tastes different to me. It tastes... The body tastes a bit thinner. It doesn't have that kind of smooth out creamy type hmm. character to it. It does to me. Okay. Well, let's see if, take take a sip of mine and see if it is is any different than yours. Seems about the same. I think yours might be a little bit creamier. Mine's a little bit uh, blend, blendy blend. I think mine has a little more of that hop sting to it, you know, mm. lupulin type bit. Mmm. So, yep. Again, we have bottle stratification, even in cans. Yes. Normally, not something you care about because you pour yeah. one for yourself. So, yeah, I mean, I pour. I, we blended our little bits together, mm-hmm. and now the piece I have carbonation probably has changed a little bit, but yeah, it it tastes more like a New England now, right? Mm-hmm. Has that creamier flavor, getting kind of that creamsicle oat type thing. Where before I was getting much more harsh. Yeah, I, I did notice it was, it, there was a little bit of a bitter, mm-hmm. like um, yeah, scratchiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a way that we can have these like agitated enough to integrate, but not over. But, yeah. You know that, that's that's the problem is need a like we'll get a random orbit sander so it has unpredictable motion, right? 
Well, I mean, if we just like go like this a couple times, just up and down. But I don't slowly. know if I'd want to flip them the whole way over for all beers. You'd probably want to. What have, if you like almost like have them at like a thirty degree angle and just kind of yeah something a little softer, right? Have them kind of. But of course, the problem is that you're not really going to be doing much integration if it's unless it's a yeah. do it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Yeah, there's not really a good solution to this, other than the idea of... Maybe we keep the beers at your house, and on the drive up, they get integrated. You have a nice... You have a fridge where you can store them. I know. I'm just saying, but if you just put them in your car, and you're driving 20 miles... (laughs) So what we could do is we pick out next week's (laughs) previous, and I bring them home, and (laughs) pick them back. (laughs) Or we could load them into the car and just drive them around the block a few times. We we got to make it some something really elaborate and Rube Goldbergy. Yes. <laughs> I remember the idea of you know pouring it in one thing and it splits it a but, funnel with like two nozzles, right? But then we need to like go around a fish tank or something so it could be mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to beer. I mean, it's just. That's that's what we need. We need like a little pump machine that sucks it out of a and uses a Crowley straw and has a Y and then some more Crowley things and then it kind of splits it into our glasses. Or we could just like put it right into our mouths like ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um we it, I guess the reason why we got into the thing is cuz there's not like a huge much to say here. It's just we're we're really enjoying it. This this beer is fantastic. It's probably one of the best McKellars I've had. It's uh, it's really excellent. I mean, I was just at Brew Gentleman yesterday, and uh, that's why we have a Brew Gentleman today. Um, and, of course, I had some of their amazing stuff, so it's not like I'm not blown away by it, mm-hmm. because I just had three awesome hazies yesterday. But it is at least at that level. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I don't think the Brew Gentlemen's were necessarily better. I thought it was good when it was gritty. Now that it's creamied out, you know, it's like, it's even better. It has, it just smooths out that apparent bitterness. And you're just kind of, the the hop, you know, you I don't, it seems like the hops are smoother, right? Which does two things. It makes them, you know, less apparently bitter. It feels like um, they're almost held, like almost at arm's length. Though I don't feel like I'm being as intimate with the hops. I can't get every nuance, but the combination of all three. Mm-hmm. Like before, I felt like I was tasting like almost the elements of the hops, right? And now that I got the more hazy bite of it, it feels like you know they're out there, they're integrating, and then they're coming to me, you know, that kind of thing. I think that this is one of the best. If you can get this at the ballpark, this is probably the best beer you can get at any ballpark. At any ballpark. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you don't like New Northeast IPAs, New England IPAs, whatever, if you don't like these guys <laughs> kind of IPAs, then you may not think it's that, but if you do, then yeah, it is. Alright, now do you want to try a dry hopped whip beer? With, well, you uh, know... <laughs> Simcoe and Amarillo. Don't or, want to confuse it with citra, something else. Citra and Amarillo. Back to this is the Kate May Summer Cash. This, I think, was a Nick beer, right? Yeah, Nick I believe brought Nick one. brought this one. Uh, 5.5% alcohol by volume, as I said, 30 IBU. So here we go. Belgian style wheat, lightly dry hopped with citra and amarillo. That looks more wheat beer. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, it looks exactly like a wit beer. It has a big foamy head like a wit beer. Mm-hmm. It looks like meringue. It's very light. Big voids from big bubbles in it. The aroma is wheat tea and pithy. Well, I got a little weird soapiness there. I'm not sure what exactly that is. Yeah, I, I kind of I'm talking about the pithiness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's somewhere between pith and soap. I think there's you know imagine there's probably coriander in this too, right? So the coriander is probably playing a role there. Like citra and coriander. Yeah. Citra and coriander, I can imagine, could go soapy. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good call. It does have coriander and, uh, you know, some nice... Uh... Yeah. So on the aroma, there's this weird clash between the citra hops. Mm-hmm. Seems like the citra and the coriander. It gets a little soapy. On the flavor, you get the wit beer, you get the coriander... Then you get the citrus dry hop, and then in the late aftertaste, you get the soapiness. Yes. It's a little, little weird, a little kind of beachy, right? I mean, in, in, in that, that's, that soapiness hangs around, hmm. like hangs around so much that it ruins everything good at the beginning. There is a lot of good at the beginning. But that soapiness at the end is rough. And it's magnified because every time you go in to get a sip, you smell it again. You smell it. Mm. It was good at the beginning, that wit beer. Yeah, I think that there's, then there's you good, get good flavors in there. But the end, oh, the end is tough. Nah, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It's too bad. Because I think this is, you know, this would otherwise be a really nice uh, wit beer, but... Gonna be poured out. Yeah, that's a shame. Just the 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 mix didn't work. I, I I applaud them for trying, and it seems like they, based on what was there, I think they they would make a good wit beer. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think it's the health of this particular can. I just think it's the formula. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what is next? Should we go to the porter? I think that's yeah. I guess we could probably we could swing the porter. That's a big porter, eight and a half, eight point three percent. Yeah, but this one is eight point seven, and this one is ten. Yeah, okay. All right. So you went to the brew, or no? They're not the brew gentlemen anymore. They're they're not just brew gentlemen. This is you know I talked about how yeah three hazies there. Wow, they they fill that bottle to the they brim. They do. They they are really good about that. There is not even like headspace, no headspace. So I figured, well, instead of bringing back a hazy IPA, which I could have done, why not take one of their other beers? Because they make other beers there. Because we're haze boys, dummy. <laughs> uh, and this is uh, one of their other beers. This is. Mr. Automatic, uh, which I think is one of their, their standards. You can always get it there. It's uh, Porter, 6.7% alcohol by volume. I'm not sure where they call it. Porter oh, okay, 6.7. This is the date. It's 8.3. It looks like 8.3. Oh. So I thought that was the alcohol by volume. I thought it was a big boy Porter, but 6.7 is not a slouch either. 
very dark. Mm-hmm. It is a th- really opaque, right around the edge where the meniscus is kind of curving up. You get a little bit of brownish highlight. But other than that, it looks thick like an imperial stout. You know, this is a hazy porter right here. Roasty molasses. There, there's a milk chocolate in there. There's. Oh, that smells so good. <laughs> it smells like a milk stout. It smells American double milk. You know, it doesn't smell like porters, right? When I think of great American porters, I think of Great Lakes, Sierra Nevada. Anchor. Anchor is a little bit different to mm-hmm. those three, but you know this one smells like a double stout, you know, like a milk stout, something like I, that. I can I can get a lot of roastiness and a lot of like like I said more molasses. I got the milk okay. chocolate like you were saying, but the body is a little bit thinner than a stout, but just by an inch, right? It's it's a it's thicker than many porters. It's it it's so creamy. It mm-hmm. feels like a yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it goes back towards a milk stout or a mm-hmm. double stout, right? It it doesn't have that astringency. Mm-hmm. It, it it's like a milkshake porter, right? It has such a creamy body to it. It's almost amazing. There's no lactose in this. I don't know for sure. Um, but yeah, they don't they don't advertise what they put in their mm-hmm. beers. But um, this is what my mom had, and she loved it. I love the two. Yeah. But, you know, so being it, Hayes boy, it gives Hayes. you. So you get some caramel, like on a Dolce de Leche. You know, that, I think mm. that milk caramel, mm-hmm. right? You get some Dolce de Leche. Even like a little cinnamon, so you get a little mm-hmm. horchata, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, real kind of dessert elegance to this, too. Um, mm-hmm. This would go great with like chocolate cake. Uh, yeah, it's so it's the, the you know the thing delicious. that the thing that makes it not a robust a regular robust porter is how creamy and full of the body. Right, is. there's really a very a big lack of astringency, kind of raisiny quality. Mm-hmm. There's that doesn't it isn't here. It's more it's more stoutish. Right. Would you say it's would you know? Do you but think there is a roasty bit to right. it. Right. I was just gonna say, do you think it's like definitely not a stout? Mm-mm. Like oh, you wouldn't. Okay, I'm like I'm trying to like the next game I was gonna play is like. How can I justify this not being a stout? I'm not sure I can. But I can, I can see it riding the line. I I think that calling it a porter works because of that roasty bit. What you can get in stouts too, but I feel like there's there's enough there. To... Maybe because maybe it's just technical. Maybe there's no roast barley in it, right? Well, I have no idea. But I, th- there's enough there. That I can, the the error bars right allow it into the porter right. area. Yeah, uh, and what I meant by stout, you know, both porters and stouts have roasted grains in it, and their roasted grains are barley. But stouts will have unmalted roast barley as one of the ingredients. Maybe it's lacking that, right? Maybe that's why they're calling it a porter. I don't know, but it definitely just from the tongue. It's it's so close to a milk stout. It's. Dessert stout for sure. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, as with all our beers, super drinkable. Um, lots of uh, in, in this one, 
Lots of interesting, like really complex roasty notes to go into. There's chocolate ice cream in here. Mm-hmm. You know, like the melted, like when I mean, you, you know, when you're done with your cone and you got that melted chocolate ice cream in the bottom and you pour it out, you know, you get that flavor. Hmm. There's a little bit of bitterness that's starting to lay around, but it goes so well with that creamy flavor. The, the sweetness totally yeah. makes up yeah. for it. And, mm-hmm. and the sweetness also lingers too. Yeah. So... Um, you know, it doesn't finish dry. It's it's really exceptional. It, it's I think it's an example of how good these guys are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're making some just amazing quality stuff, including their not hate their non hazy IPA. Someone mentioned to me yesterday or the day before, day before yesterday, that Brandon isn't there anymore. They're you know the head brewer that started. When they opened, he left for somewhere else. Uh, well, I mean, whoever's brewing right now is he's, he's doing the recipe as well. Yep. All right. Another beer from Iman. Hoppinami Double IPA. This is from Greenport Harbor. Uh, this is... Don't have any information about this except for it's 9.4% alcohol by volume. And... Oh, let's see. I think I do have their website open here. Yeah. Uh, four kinds of hops. Splash of honey. 9.3%. Though untap says, untap says 9.4. Who are you going to believe? The website or untapped? I was going to untap because usually they have information even when the website doesn't. Get some water in the bottom of your glass. You want to drink that? Mm. I want to go a little bit gentleman in all my beers. Yeah, just it's a little more leftover in your glass than I typically pour on top of. So this, I'm not sure whether this is this is not not a under under what I would call this is not a uh, New England IPA. You probably could call this hazy, right? Because it's not cl- crystal clear. Because you can see the outline of your finger through the glass. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Let's, let's. I want to do a blending blend first. Okay, we can do that. We have the technology. <laughs> uh, just so that this way, we definitely know we're getting exactly what each other is getting, or at least yeah. the odds are are in our favor. I did pour back and forth a few times, but now we've done the blendy blend, patented Craft Beer Radio blendy blend. <laughs> yes, it's not. It's not a true Blendy Blend, unless it's a Craft Beer Radio Blendy Blend. Tune in today to get your own Blendy Blender. Three easy payments of nineteen ninety five. Well, that reminds me. <laughs> uh, do you we don't need... sell a Blendy Blender. But if we did, you know where we would sell it? Where, Jeff? CraftBeerRadio.com slash Amazon. Oh, right. How could I forget? Because that's the easiest place to sell your Blendy Blenders. Mm-hmm. Just do a search for Blendy Blend. And <laughs> I'm kind of curious what you'd get, actually. But <laughs> I'm sure it'd be good. You know, now that we've said this, there's going to be some guy in China, you know, trying to start up a line of Blendy Blenders. The Blendy Blend. That's a great idea. <laughs> and then, you know, we're going to have to, like, cut his price, and we're going to have to have a lower price on the Blendy Blender. And it'll be on Alibaba cheaper if you make if you yeah. order 50 of them. Or, or if you, AliExpress, if you want to wait, like, six months for it to show up. <laughs> but... 
we don't have anything to do with Alibaba, but we do have the Amazon link, which you can go to at craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. You go there. That's a great way of supporting us because you'd buy whatever you want to buy, and we get 6% of it. And it helps us buy beers and keep our equipment And blendy blenders. Get blendy blenders. All this great stuff. We thank you very much for your patronage, assistance, etc. Thanks. Blendyblender.com. <laughs> Back to the beer. So I'm getting not much on the aroma. At least it's not really, it's nearly as expressive as the McKellar was. was no, like, not not the same as the McKellar. So on the aroma. One, one of the reasons I wanted to do this one, because it, it, it was the freshest that uh, of these beers. This was July 13th, right? So this is two weeks. Yeah. So I'm getting kind of... Uh, passion fruit almost dragon fruit kind of tropical aroma on this it's light almost like a dragon fruit mm-hmm, right you know just mm-hmm. barely there i mean it, almost there's, like there's a, a touch... time there's a time four years ago where i would have said wow that's that's stinky i can get yeah. a lot of aroma. there's a touch of peach in this it it's not as expressive as the mckellar but if you if you look for it this has some oh, yeah. neat flavors mm-hmm. to it or neat aromas to it Yeah, mostly in that tropical world, but a touch of peach in there as well. That's kind of where I'm at on the aroma. A little mango. I like your peach call. Don't have much to add. Moving on to the flavor. You know, it, Greg says it's it's not a New England, that it's a hazy. From that beginning of my first sip, it had such this this full lactose milk type flavor it seemed like a milkshake type ipa is the way it hit my tongue on the first sip really that's interesting um and then as i was talking about how great that milkshake flavor was it kind of settled down a little bit and (laughs) it's not what i got okay i still got that from the beginning but then it got kind of back to the the whole tropical part of it Mm -hmm. and and not quite as, as sweet and you know um not quite as creamy, yogurty, things like that. Yeah, it doesn't have quite the the like the the fullness of body that McKellar has, but it does have a platform that's more than just uh, a, a cleaner, crisper. Uh, it's weird to say crisp for an IPA, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it it is trying to do the hazy things right. It mm-hmm. has that full body, creamy type thing. It doesn't quite go as bright as the mckellar but it's it's more hazy this is is all that hazy it's more subdued there's some neat flavors in there yes but you know what is the abv on this guy eight eight point seven um no no nine point uh oh eight point seven their website says nine point three why must you fill this podcast untapped says nine point four and their label says eight point seven i don't know what to think why must you fill this podcast with lies? Um, the what? <laughs> there's a, there's something at the bottom of, of the can which I don't even understand. Well, hang my hoses. Well, hang my hoses. This is the only thing I can think of. Well, it... Hang my hoses. I guess you could say it that way. 
Well, hang my hoses. I'll be a son of a gun. Mm-hmm. Or is it... Well, hang my hoses. Well, hang my hoses. Well... Hang my hoses. Hang my hoses. Well, hang my hoses. <laughs> well, hang my hoses. <laughs> well, hang my hoses. Well, hang my hoses. <laughs> this is the new bit we're doing. Uh, this is a new a new, a new podcast we should, we're should we going to start doing where we, we just do... We Shatnerize. <laughs> we take a phrase and we figure out all the ways that we can destroy it. William Shatner versus Chris Walken. <clears throat> well, hang, hang my, my hoses. hoses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was my terrible walking impression. Wasn't as terrible as mine would have been. <laughs> um, yeah, this is nice. Uh, it's not. I mean, it, it's it's more of a drinker instead of a thinker. Yeah, it's hard to really dig in and talk about this one. But when we were goofing off right there, it tasted great. Oh yeah, it, it's a it's perfectly good beer. Perfectly, pretty damn good beer. Uh, some definitely some definitely something that you know I I would drink. Uh. I would enjoy the hell out of. Did that. I just coin a new phrase? It's a drinker, not a thinker. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say yes. You did a drinker, not a thinker. I, I think we have a title. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write this down. I mean, it's bringing some neat flavors. That whole tropical thing. It, it's. I think this might be where our. It's overshadowed. I mean, the problem is, is there's that, but the, also the luxury of all the hazies that we have the opportunity to try. Mm-hmm. You know, this one is kind of not exciting us, right? Not touching us in the right places. <laughs> That's all right. I didn't say that, did I? Yes, uh, I believe you did, but it came right after you coined something, so I'll let you pass. Uh. I, I I feel like there's a lot to like here, but it's being overshadowed by two beers already. Uh, and I, I just think that this one is like double downing on more subtle flavors. Like mm. I just had a sip that was like dragon fruit, like bright dragon mm-hmm. fruit. And it was delicious. But it's not bursting, right? And we had, right, a, we but, had one but of these dra- that was bursting. But dragon fruit never bursts, right? So it's like... Sure. Yeah, so this is just playing the, the, the subtle game on this guy. It's weird the, to the, say the, a thing called Hop Nami. That's it. It doesn't live up to the name. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's very good. It's very good, really drinkable. It should be called like Hop Wave Pool or something. <laughs> that doesn't... Yeah, it feels like that wouldn't sell as well. <laughs> but it would live up to the expectation. <laughs> um... I think this is... Well, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. Because I have not yet had a... Under my classification, which I'm still going to use that until you accept my classification as the right one, <laughs> which it is. Uh, 
under my classification, I haven't had a hazy IPA that has been as good as the same version of a New England IPA of that kind of thing. You know, it just like feels like the the New England ones bring something extra. That that's called Wales, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I... Is that, is maybe that I'm starting to, come, you know, I was thinking, you know, maybe I'm starting to come around to Greg's um, point of view, and then he says shit like that, and I'm like, kind of have you like revolting against it. Why? Now. Why? What does that have? What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. It then doesn't make any sense. It does make sense. <laughs> if you don't, if you can't explain it, you say I don't know what it means, and it doesn't make any sense, like no. by definition. <laughs> no, when you come across it like that, opinionated, I'm like, well. Screw you! What do you mean? What? What? Wait. Okay, you got. You have to explain yourself okay. here because I do not understand what the hell you're talking about. Okay, so you have this declination between the styles that I'm still trying to figure out, and I, I, tend I would say it's more of a demarcation. Demarcation, yes. And I, I tend to disagree on the aspect of hazy versus New England on. So, okay, so when this might not be correct, but here's the the general. I'm going to distill this down to some pretty vagaries right Mm -hmm. now. But when you say hazies, that includes things like the mass market wannabe hazy New Englands, you know, Mm -hmm. that new style. And when I think hazies... It's almost like it's maybe I like the term hazy because it's less geographic. But you're fine with West Coast IPA, right? Uh, might be, I might be. But I, I just when I think of or India Pale Ale. Well, that's it. When I think of New England style IPA, I think of things like Hetty Topper and Lord and um, Boom Sauce. Which are in the Kansas New England style IPA, you know, I think of those hoppy, clearer, pop polyphenol style ones, and then when I think of hazies, I think of Treehouse and Trillium and Brew Gentlemen and things like that. So you know, I think we're just calling things differently. So right? so and you almost... would actually differ. You would say that this was more of a New England and the McKellar was more of a hazy. Um, what would I call this one? Because this one was more hot yeah. polyphenol and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think I would. But then what would I call New Belgiums and Sierra Nevadas? I, I'd probably call them like mass market hazies <laughs> or something. Like. See, but th- yeah. That's where I, I make the differentiation because I yeah. see things yeah. called hazies all the time that look like that. Yeah. And that to me is not... Yeah, so... Maybe... But when I, whenever I see a Northeast IPA, I know what I'm getting. I think... Yeah, I think part of me is, I think I inherited a little bit with the BJCP once where like when they say New England top polyphenols, mm-hmm. but part of me, you know, it's the heritage. It came from Hetty and Sip of Sunshine and things like that. So, you But know, I don't like, is Hetty uh, a Northeast IPA under, New England IPA under my decision? No, it's more of a hazy. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so we're kind of opposite, you know, I don't, yeah. know how we're, I don't know how we're going to justify this. 
We're just gonna, it, time's going to have to... To me, whenever I encounter a Northeast IPA, it's always this milky goodness. Whenever I encounter... Oh, no. I just had a boom sauce on vacation last week. It says New England IPA. And boom sauce is hazy. It's... Yeah. It's like a heady. It's not murky. It's just... Does it say New England IPA on, it does. on boom sauce? Yes. Huh. No, that's that's one brewery. Right. Right. And everything they make is somewhat hazy and mostly delicious, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I would classify boom sauce. That, that's an example that supports my argument. I mean, they're actually but, in New England, right? So it, it, yeah. it so right. <laughs> instead of instead of a style, I think. Oh my god! Look how thick this. Look how dark this beer is. Watch it pour. It's like like no photons. Reflect <laughs> off of that beer. Uh, I, I do want to blend this uh, the same way. It's it's it it's not bl- we're blending blending the blacky black blacky black. inkiness of this beer. Wow! So this beer that Jeff is referring to is from Dancing Gnome. It's the Black Clouds Breakfast, a variant of Black Clouds. Uh, they added Wisconsin maple syrup, whole vanilla beans, and fresh locally roasted coffee. Ten percent. Dancing Gnome is one of the newer breweries in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. They are one of the can release whales type breweries. You know the trade bait type breweries. They're known for hazies, mm-hmm. New Englands, whichever. So we're supposed to be gentlemen, right? Yeah. Um, so it's funny the first. Uh, Dancing Gnome would get on the show's uh, coffee stout, <laughs> coffee imperial stout. But uh, Nate gave us this beer when Nate was on the show. So thank you so much, Nate. There was a story there. Have you, you're familiar with the Incline? Of course. Yeah, it's a local, it's almost like the city paper, but online type thing, right? Where it's just local. Oh no! I thought I thought you were talking about the oh, actual. No, the there's, actual there's a blog. There's okay. a blog called The Incline. Oh, okay, never mind. Then. No, I'm not okay. with The Incline. Imagine the city paper, but online. Okay. But you know they have regular like beery type thing, so they did a whole article on breweries like Dancing Gnome and Brew Gentlemen and like beer traders and like. How like some of these guys drive like from two and a half hours away to get in line at Dancing Gnome on a Wednesday afternoon to buy their half case of cans and I didn't know that they were canning. So it's cool yeah. to know that uh... they do can releases and apparently it's it's probably from this article and other things I've heard they might be more sought after than the Brew Gentleman. Well, I, <laughs> I've had Dancing Gnome before. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've had a bad beer from them. Yeah. Uh, I've, I haven't had a ton, but for me, they're not quite there. I mean, they're not... I don't think they surplant the Brew Gentleman. No. Yet. To me, everything I've had in Brew Gentleman has been excellent. Mm-hmm. Across the board. Which is extraordinarily rare. Uh, they even do bitters that are... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're mild. They have an English mild that's fantastic. Yep. I digress. All right, so Dancing Gnomes, Black Clouds, like a thick Imperial Stout that is as thick as things you see like from Black Tuesday and... I I think that you're a little over... I mean, it does have a little bit of like 
you know, it has has like a. I didn't say the sludgy Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when when you were saying no photons, I, I was looking like, yeah, there's some photons getting through. We didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like a little bit of hyperbole. Yeah. Um. I don't want to go overboard on the beer, but it does smell very nice. Uh, there's there's a lot of roasty quality in there. You can detect a little bit of the maple. Yeah, onto the flavor. Super syrupy, creamy. Mm. Get some maple. It does. It you also get a little bit of burnt roast, right? It, like on my first sip, there was it went a little too far, right? It got a little burnt towards the end. So very viscous, very viscous. Um, Almost like burnt popcorn. Hmm. You know, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I I actually kind of like that. Like it's very very dark roast. Uh, like a really dark roast coffee mm-hmm. too. Um, I know what you're saying. There's there's a little there's a little sharpness. So on my second sip, I didn't get it as bad, right? So this is something you get acclimated to. But on the first sip, I definitely got a bit of burnt popcorn or something like that, where it seemed like it was just a little too far. But on the second sip, actually, you know what? No, I just got late late aftertaste. It gets a little a little ashy. Oh yeah, a little a, a little just overdone right like sort of uh not into it, it, it's weird because it's a flavor that would that works amazing on something like a steak right it's like a little yeah. it's just charcoal a bit mm-hmm. and something like a steak that would really that just adds to it you know you get these nice dark lines um but it's, yeah it's a bit of like carboniferous just like yeah pinch to it before that, I want to talk about before that because before that is really good. Hopefully, I get used to this ending taste because the rest of the beer is is pretty knockout. You get this the the beer has a very tight carbonation to it, very creamy. You get kind of this whole. There's a bit of vanilla milkshake in there. And the whole vanilla being in the sucker. Yeah, so. there's so there's vanilla milkshake in there. That it goes into kind of a latte. It the coffee kind of blends with the vanilla. It really doesn't taste like black coffee. It tastes more like a latte to me. I agree. And the maple syrup. I mean, and yeah, and the maple syrup is well done, right? Because it's not obvious, right? If we didn't know, I'm not sure. I w- I'm not sure I would have picked it out if I didn't know to look for it. It is just playing a harmonizing role. I mean, it, the, the thing is, like, as in terms of viscosity, it's at least as viscous as that really viscous Dark Lord we had. I mean, it is. Well, there was the one that was like clumpy, right? This, this feels like that. You okay. know, you don't think so? This is as viscous a beer as I've had. Okay. Uh, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't stick to it, the glasses. It just in terms of mouthfeel, as mm. as, as. Oh this, sure, yeah. sure. This is up there with Black Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one is Black Tuesday is a really thick beer too, right? This one's right up there with it. Um, I, I like the vanilla note. I like the kind of dolce de leche caramel note that's in there. The so latte is, note. This is really, really excellent. It, this uh, last step I took, the the ashiness hasn't come around yet. It, oh, I hope it doesn't come back because if it doesn't come back, it's delicious. Think also, just think bacon with this, right? Just think. Imagine bacon yeah, in this, yeah. and there you go. Um, I mean, the maple syrup does that mm-hmm. does that marriage for you. Um, I could see why this some someone would be really sought after this, but like someone would be like, "Man, I gotta try this." Like this would be something that I that 
if I knew I could get it really easily, <laughs> that's a show off beer. Um, mm-hmm. Especially since it's canned. Like I can't show off Progenomen because I they don't can't. I mean, all they do is their saisons and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which are good, but they're yeah. not uh, the stuff that I feel like jumping and cheering over. All right, do you want to move on to rank? <sighs> this can be a tough show. It's gonna be tough. There was some pretty good beers tonight. Okay. There was the Montauk, which isn't a whip beer. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> there was the uh, Hopnami. Hopnami. There was the Henry Heater, mm-hmm. the Cape May's Summer Catch. Mm. That was the pre-show from last mm-hmm. week. All right, so Cape May, easy last place, right? Very, that was the easy. soapy, weird mix. That It was... The coriander plus the citra, it really seemed to lead right into Dawn Soap or something like that. Or, you know, it just, and, and that was a heavy aftertaste. That was our drain pour. Um, probably the hard luck loser of the show is the Montauk Summer Ale. Uh, that was neat. That one had that um, kind of hoppy uh, Meritzen type character to it. Yeah. Uh, it you know it definitely doesn't stand up to the four big boys that come after it, but that one that was really drinkable, and really was, good. And that was like this, it, it was a great one to start the show off with. Yeah. Has kind of lollipoppy thing going on. Yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting because it kind of felt a bit like a session IPA without that papery bitterness that it had. Right, you know, some session IPAs like remember the early session IPAs, mm-hmm. which kind of had that thin body papery bitterness. Yes, uh, this kind of reminded me of those beers without that. You know, where it had kind of a bit of a mild bitterness to it. Like, um, I don't know. What would be a German lager that has a fair amount of hops to it? Oktoberfest, I guess. But different kind of hopping to it. So, Mm. Uh, fourth place. I'm going to do the Hop Nami. From Greenport Harbor. Uh, fresh beer had some interesting things to it. So what I liked about this beer is it brought subtle flavors. Which means subtle flavors are hard to really win the night <laughs> on a show. But I, I think that this one brought some really neat flavors of passion fruit. And the, I use dragon fruit occasionally, sometimes a lot, but I love that flavor. And this one I felt brought that I almost like felt the flesh and the seeds mm-hmm. and the everything and in the beer. And I really If nothing it. else from fruit that you get from the show, try dragon fruit if you haven't. It. It's a really good fruit. Yeah, it's it's a mild it's a it's almost analogous to like water chestnuts, right? Where like water chestnuts don't seem like anything. But if you really take your time, you can get some stuff out of mm-hmm. it, you know. And, you know, dragon fruit is the same kind of thing. Um, okay, so I, I dug that, but it just wasn't... It, it's 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 a grower, not a shower. <laughs> um, okay, it's tough. These yeah. top three are real tough. Top three. I'm going to put the Black Clouds in third place. That ashiness at the end. Delicious beer with an overt ashiness at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought everything else inside that beer was fantastic. I I love that kind of vanilla milkshake latte type character. 
the body was great, the viscosity was great, and then it ended with this kind of burnt, ashy thing that just really, to me, really detracted from the overall presentation. It of that didn't beer. really end with that. It it was part of the end, right? It didn't just end with that. It's, okay. it, it, I, I just want to clarify. Yeah, I mean, for me, it it was enough and potent enough to to really take away from my enjoyment of of the beer. Interesting. And then we got two awesome, fantastic beers that neither one I can say anything bad about. I'm going to put the Mr. Automatic in second place. Um, because it's not a robust porter, damn it. Uh, <laughs> it's a delicious beer from the from Brew Gentleman. It, it was like a milk stout slash American double stout. You know, you think of... Uh, At 6.7%. 6.7%, right? Yeah, so the alcohol's a little bit on the downside. You know, I'm thinking of... I can't... I can't even think of app appropriate examples. I want to say something like Kalamazoo, but this is so much better than Kalamazoo. Mm. You know, I'm thinking of... I think Dark Horse makes uh, Milk Stout or something, but this is better than that one, you know? So this one's so good. Yeah, yeah, it's... If you like Styles Porters and you can get Mr. Automatic, you got to give that a try. This is a 750 milliliter growler that I got from the gentleman. And then this McKellar Henry Heater, it just brought the hops. Mm. It brought some delicious hops. Bursting, flavors. bursting with, with oh, yeah. just aroma and flavor, just boom. You know, at what, six weeks old or something like that, you know, it's still super bright. Really, really special beer. Even the Alchemist can't do that. Right? I mean... Not that I've had. Yeah. You know, we've had some hit and misses from McKellar, but this one's a hit for sure. Yeah, well, McKellar and uh, and his uh, nemesis... <laughs> Evil Twin. Evil Twin. They they both do the same thing, where they, they just make a bunch of stuff. Some, some of them is fantastic. Some of them is like, all right, you tried. I appreciate you trying. But... That's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my rankings are very, very similar to yours with a slight change. Of course, Cape May is in the end. It's, we both drain poured it uh, because of that soapy thing. We couldn't get over it. The Everything else seemed good. Everything else, like the, the quality of the beer seemed good. The, the, the initial wit beer stuff that you were getting really was nice. And then it devolved. Well, it smelled. I don't, I don't like the word "devolved" because "devolved" doesn't make sense. It but smelled off. Then, like the very beginning of the flavor, like, oh, okay, that's not going to kill us. Like sometimes we've had beers with spoilage with like acetone type flavors, right? And and it kind of volatilizes off, or it, the flavor overpowers mm-hmm. it. But this one, you know, like we smelled the soap, tasted the good wit beer and the hoppiness, but then the, the soap came through in the worst possible place in the aftertaste, and it hung. And hung and hung on your palate, and that's why I drain poured mm-hmm. it because the 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 undesirable part of its flavor came at the worst time. Right, that's that's, that's a great way to put it. I'm going to switch around and put the Greenport Harbor in fifth place because I really like the Montauk, even mm-hmm. though sure. I you know we 
were wrong at the beginning of the show and labeling it, I I was like, wow, this is really whatever is doing, I like it. Um, it was really drinkable. It's kind of the kind of thing where you know you pull a summer ale, the, the easy uh, easy way for that to be a shelf turd, and really really drinkable, really good. Like mm-hmm. I was really enjoying that. Um, so th- so Montauk goes in fourth place, uh, and then we have these exceptional these three exceptional beers and my ranking is exactly like yours uh it's weird because the dancing gnome would be something like five or six years ago it would have been like boom at the top of our list real easy yeah we're 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 ranking a third because of relatively small flaw yes at least I don't know you. You don't seem. I'm it's sorry. not. It's not a flaw to me. I, yeah. I, so I see it as oh, this ashy thing's killing it for me. I don't think you really mm-mm. see it the same way. Mm-mm. No, I I, I kind of like it. Uh, I kind of like that end thing. Um, I just felt that the other two were a bit more mm, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, I mean, like the the bridge gentleman was like a clear beautifully clear statement right it was just this amazingly well done no i agree I, I think that supports my my point of view a little bit better where like there were some really good things in the dancing gnome maybe some of the things even better than were the blue gentleman but as a full package mm-hmm. you know the blue gentleman was flawless right where the dancing gnome to me was not flawless right there's little, there's little scuff marks on it like I can forgive that, right? I mean, uh, it's fine. Uh, there's scuff marks on it because I think it's really awesome. There's awesome stuff they're doing, and I wouldn't be like, uh, I, I you know, I'd consent it to praise the high heavens. It's just that progenimen was just. There's no flaws there yeah, for sure. Um, the and the McKellar was also flawless. I mean, that there was a, it was just. A flawless example of this bursting, juicy IPA uh, that we love, and uh, the IPA wins over the the porter slashed out. Yep, just because you have two perfect beers, which one's going to win? Uh, probably the the hazy IPA. <laughs> we are haze boys. As we are you would know. definitely haze boys. All right, thank you everyone for listening to the show. It was really fun talking at you again. Uh, Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, now this is different. Listen up closely. You can contact me on Twitter at Jeff Bear. You cannot contact Greg on Twitter at CBR Greg any longer. He I is do not use Twitter anymore. So Greg will not be his, explaining his tweets in the post show. But if you want to email him, you can email him at Greg at craftbeerradio.com. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Really do this appreciate is it. Courtney Martinet, City Looks Pretty. Really do appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to our show. It means a lot, and thank you so much. We'll talk at you again next week. <laughs>